You know, as we look at the scriptures this morning and as we're going into vacation Bible school, uh, I'm beginning a new series of messages about the heart of the Lord. And uh, this morning I want to look at uh, the thought, give me a heart like yours, Lord. And we're going to look at what the Lord's heart is about children. I don't think it would be any more appropriate time than going into vacation Bible school than to look at the Lord's heart about children. And within Christianity, within the church, Vacation Bible School is the most evangelistic opportunity to the church. It's when the most people or those who are accept Christ as their personal saviors during the week of Vacation Bible School. So Vacation Bible School is a very important part of the calendar and the activities of the church because it's the opportunity for us to reach children and see them come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And I'll be sharing a little bit about that. And when you think about children in Christ, how did the Lord feel about children? What was the Lord's heart for children? As I've looked through the scriptures, anytime that you see where Jesus was, there would be children. And it was very evident that children loved the Lord, and the Lord loved children. They were very significant, and I think in the scriptures that we look at today, we'll see just how significant children were and are to the Lord today and should be to us. Because I think a lot of times as adults, we kind of miss the boat about really putting the focus and the emphasis and the ministry outreach to children like we should. I think we miss the boat of how our heart should be like the Lord's when it comes to children. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version this morning, but in Matthew chapter 19, in verses 13 through 15, it says this, Then little children were brought to him, to Jesus, that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. So people are bringing children to Jesus, yet the disciples are trying to hold them away, trying to, in their minds, let Jesus focus on what they feel like is more important things, more what we'd call adult things, you might say. But in verse 14 it says, But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them, and he healed, prayed for them, and he healed them. So Jesus is praying for the uh, children. He's laying his hands on them, and he's telling the disciples that were trying to hold the children away, <laughs> that's not what I want. I want you to let the children come to me. I want you to bring the children to me. Lord, we come to you this morning, God, thanking you for your love and your mercy and your grace and your boundless blessings. And Lord, we uh, thank you, God, for this week as we go into uh, Vacation Bible School. Lord, I pray, God, that we would see the significance of this week, that it's not just a week of providing some activities and, children, or activities and fun things for children to do for a week while they're out of school, but it's our prime opportunity to reach some children and see them come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So God, I pray that you put it in our heart as we look at the scriptures today that we'd see what your heart is for children. And Lord, that you would give us a heart like yours. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you the praise and the honor and the glory for all that's accomplished. And it's in your name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. What is the Lord's heart about children and how does the Lord see children that maybe we should see it today. 
As I look at the uh, well, things I learned from the Lord and from his heart about children, as I look at these scriptures, is that in these scriptures, Jesus or exemplified the importance of bringing children to the Lord. He made the statement, he said, let. If you have a King James Version, it says, suffer. Now, suffer uh, is not a word that in our today's term we use very much to mean let, allow, or make a way. We think of the word suffer as being in pain. And so if a person read that uh, translation, they might think, suffer the little children, put them in pain if they come to Jesus. But the word suffer not only means about having pain, but it does in its original meaning mean to make an allowance for. And so as we look at these scriptures, the word in the Greek language meant to make a way, to provide the opportunity. And so as Jesus says, let or allow the children, he's actually saying something a little deeper, and that is make a way for them. Allow a path, an opening for children to come to me. And so Jesus is exemplifying that. Matter of fact, I want to read this to you in Matthew chapter 18. And beginning in verse 1, and I want you to see how that the Lord, through his own actions, is exemplifying bringing children to him. In verse 1 of Matthew 18, it says, And at that time the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Pretty big question, isn't it? Lord, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who is the top dog? Who should we look to? And verse 2 says, And Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Now here's what Jesus did. He brings a child, sets it right in the middle of everyone. Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as, a li as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus took them to the exact opposite of what they were thinking. They were thinking, all right, he's going to tell us, you know, maybe Moses, Elijah, or some great name, Abraham. But Jesus brings a little child, sits right there and says, unless you can become humble like a little child, unless you can put your dependency. You know, a child puts their dependency on their parents, right? A father and a mother. So basically, Jesus is saying, if you can't humble yourselves and put your dependency on God the Father, then you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven because that's what you've got to do to get into the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus said, when you humble yourselves and put your dependence on me, that is the greatest thing in the kingdom of heaven. And so Jesus is setting the example to all those who are gathered around him to hear some, what they thought would be something that would just mesmerize everybody, and he takes them to a child. Jesus was exemplifying that children are very significant and important in his eyes. I go on to read this in verse 4. It says, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Jesus says, if you receive the children, you are receiving me. Because that's where my heart is. You may remember the little song as you were growing up, Jesus Loves the Little Children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are all, what? Precious in his sight. 
It's a song that reminds us of a couple things, that Jesus loves all the children no matter what their nationality is. You know, that song says red, yellow, black, and white. It's referring to the color of skin from different nationalities. But we could just kind of say that today, that God loves those who are Caucasian, Hispanic, Italian, Chinese, whatever nationality you want to put in there, it makes no difference to the Lord. He loves all the little children, and the children love Him. When you think about that song, I thought about one of the statistics that I saw. And there are different people who have done different surveys, but I was looking to see if Jesus loves children and children love Jesus, and we're going into vacation Bible school, how should our heart be towards reaching children for Christ and what opportunity did we have? And what I found was that there are, I think it's through the International Bible Society, that they say that 85% of the people who accept Christ as their personal Savior did it from the age 14 and under. An evangelistic association did a similar type survey and they found that it was 65% of those 14 and under. It was that up to age 14 was the biggest point of people accepting Christ as their personal Savior. So if you look at 85%, 65%, somewhere in there in the middle, around 75% or three-fourths of people who accept Christ did it when they were a child 14 years and under. Now let me just ask this question. For those of you who are Christians, how many of you would fit in that category that you accepted Christ when you were 14 and under? Would you raise your hand? Ooh, looks like the statistics are looking pretty good. Now, other statistics I looked at show that from the age 15 to age 30, somewhere between 10 and 15 percent, uh, or no, actually 10 and 30 percent, of uh, people accepted Christ. So if you were between the ages of 15 and 30 when you accepted Christ, would you raise your hand? Pretty good number, but much smaller. Now those who were over 30 when they accepted Christ, raise your hand. Getting very small. Now what does that tell us? We see just what the statistics have said, and that is the younger the age, the tenderer the heart, the more receptive to just reach out and grab hold of the love of Christ. And so when you think about the heart of Jesus, he exemplified the importance of bringing children to the Lord and what he did in the scriptures is what we have seen in reality today and that is you've got to bring the children to the Lord. Jesus not only exemplified the importance of bringing children to him, but he also expressed the imperative that we do that as Christians, that we make a way for children to come to the Lord. In that verse 14 where the Lord said, let the children come to me and forbid them not, or don't be a hindrance to them, the word that was written there, let, was written as a verb in the active form, which meant, I want you to be actively doing this. So it's not, okay, don't get in their way. We can look at let or suffer, and we think, okay, I just need to step out of the way, and if they choose to want to go to Jesus, that's good. But since he wrote that or spoke it in the imperative, in a verb, in an active, the Lord wasn't just saying, step aside and let the children. He was saying, make a way. Push obstacles out of the way of the Lord or out of the way of the children. Make a path, draw them in. 
The Lord was saying that you and I have a responsibility not to just stay out of the way of children and not be a hindrance to them, but the Lord was saying we need to be making a way for children to come to the Lord, that we need to be reaching out and bringing them in to the Lord. The Lord, when he said it as an imperative, an imperative means it was a command. So the Lord wasn't saying to those disciples and to you and I today that, you know what, it would be better if you just kind of stay out of the way and, and let children come to them. He's saying, I'm telling you, get out there and make a way for children to come to me. That is not only the importance that Jesus put in it, but it was a command that he has given you and I. So it's not an option of, well, I'm not sure whether I want to you know, work in some way to help children come to the Lord or help in vacation Bible school. The Lord basically is saying, I am commanding everyone to do it. You just find what your part is and be an active part of children coming to me so that they might accept me as their personal Savior. What did I tell you a while ago? At least 75% of those who accept Christ as their personal Savior did it from the age 14 and under. Vacation Bible School, we're hitting that prime age of reaching those children who are ready to accept Christ and are willing to open up their hearts and their lives to bring Him into their heart and life. You know what we uh, say a lot of times to children, uh, especially when they're small and they're accepting Christ, and that is, do you want to invite Jesus to come into your heart? And somehow a child understands that if Jesus lives in my heart, that's a good thing. I accepted Christ when I was a late teenager. And so I was a little bit beyond that childlike stage. But even as an older teenager, I realized that when I accepted Christ and He came into my heart to live, that was a good thing. You see, when I was an older teenager, there was a point that the Lord spoke to me and said that I needed to accept Him and make Him Lord in my life. And I said, Lord, you know, when I was younger, I prayed a prayer that I didn't want to go to hell. I wanted to go to heaven. And the Lord said, yeah, you did that, but you never really gave me lordship of your life. You never really put me into your heart to lead your life. And so at 19, I realized I needed to make the Lord Lord of my life and to Him to take control. And sometimes people will ask the question, you know, when a child is young, do they really understand about salvation and accepting Christ? But you know, that's really not the important question. The important question is, what are we doing to give them the opportunity to accept Christ? And I have found this over and over, that if a child is young and maybe they don't fully understand everything, I, I'm, you know, I'm 57, I still don't fully understand everything. But even though they may not fully understand everything, they are beginning the journey to allow the Lord to take control of their life and to follow Him. And I've found over and over that even when a child may be at the youngest stage and they make a step to accept Christ, the Lord continues to work in their heart to bring them to the full, not only assurance, but understanding about salvation. And so it's you and I, it's not whether they understand it or not, that's the important question, it's what we're doing to give them the opportunity to come to Christ. Now, here's one thing that really grabs me about the heart of the Lord. You see, as I look at the heart of the Lord, he, he exemplified by his own actions and put the children right in the middle of him that we are to bring the children to the Lord. That is his heart. And he also expressed it in a way that he gave us a command that every one of us as Christians are to be out there doing that. 
But what if we don't do it? What if we're not making a way for children to come to the Lord? That's the part that I found in that, uh, those scriptures in chapter 18 in Matthew and verse 6 that where the Jesus emphasized the implications on Christians who are not bringing children to the Lord. Now I want you to look at Matthew 18, 6 with me if you would. It said, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. That's pretty strong, isn't it? If we cause a little one. Now, why did the Lord say, after he's been talking about little ones receiving him and coming to know him, then why did the Scripture say that if one of the little ones who believe in me, if we cause them to sin? As we look through the Scriptures, we see over and over that the Lord is basically saying that as adult Christians, if we're not making a way, if we're creating a hindrance, if we're not opening up the path for children, if we by our own lives are causing children to stay in sin instead of coming to the Savior, then it would be better for us to have a millstone wrapped around our neck and we'd be thrown into the depths of the sea. And as we look at that, we think, okay, well, what is a millstone? A millstone was what they used for grinding and crushing in biblical days. They would crush grain and turn it into flour. They would also crush olives and uh, get the olive oil from it. They uh, would crush a lot of different things so that they could extract what they were needing from it. And so this millstone <coughs> was usually attached to some type of animal that would walk around and use this millstone as it turned to crush whether it was grain or whether it was olives, whatever it may be. That millstone would vary in size some, depending on what they were doing, but some would be as tall as a human being, some a little bit smaller. People have gone through historical records and seen things that they have found and determined that most of the large millstones that were used for crushing would be over a thousand pounds and could be several thousands of pounds. So when Jesus said it'd be better that a millstone be put around your neck, he's saying it'd be just be better that the end would come than to offend or be a hindrance or in no way make a path for children to come to the Lord. And so I look at that and I come to the realization that the Lord really looks at the Christian life from his heart through his eyes with great significance of what are you and I doing to bring children to the Lord? Because it's very clear that the Lord is saying make a path. Not just stay out of the way and don't be a hindrance or not sin in front of them, but the Lord is saying make a path for children to come to the Lord. That's the heart of the Lord. I want to ask you this morning this question, and that is, what are you doing to bring children to the Lord? And with that question, I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You see, children are very significant to the Lord in such a way that He said, the kingdom of heaven is like these little children. They have tender hearts, and they have total dependence and faith on their parents. And the Lord is looking for that in you and I today, and that is, with tender hearts and total dependence of our Heavenly Father, 
We put all our trust and our faith in Him. Can you see this morning that Jesus says bringing children to the Lord is important? It's a command that He's given us. And if we don't do it, the implications are that we just be as good as we were thrown into the depths of a sea with a thousand pound stone wrapped around our neck. What are you and I doing to bring children to the Lord that are so dear and precious to his heart? And go back to the song, Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are all precious in his sight. And when I think about the areas around our church and people connected to our church, we have Caucasian children, black children, Hispanic children. We have Korean children, Asian children. We have children of all different nationalities. And every one of those children are special in the heart of the Lord. And they should be special to us. What are you and I doing? Where are we putting our emphasis when it comes to children? Lord, I just thank you this morning for the power of these scriptures that lets us know what your heart is. And Lord, I want to have a heart like you, a heart that, that is looking for, reaching out to, and bringing children to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Lord, your word is very clear. We're to make a path. We're to make the extra efforts so that we can bring children. And I believe that by it being spoken and written in a command, Lord, you're telling us that every Christian has a responsibility, an urgency to reach out to the children. So God, I pray that this morning we would all be challenged and encouraged to do whatever we can in whatever means we can to impact children that they might come to know you as their personal Savior. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.